Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, well, well. Cheers. To date night. To date night. So this is a little bit of a a different sort of date night. Um, And it's just one of those things where um, so many things have been happening that we just frankly haven't had the time to sit down, like quite literally to sit down in the studio and put together a fried date. Nor have we had the time to, I don't know, be a couple. We haven't had the time to be a couple and we haven't had the time to have a date night because, oh, I don't know, everything in the freaking world is closed and there is no place to go to have a date (laughs) night. place to run. So we decided that what we're going to do is we're going to do a mini uh, date night and, um, well, we're going to break the rule, and uh, our rule is no electronics, but uh, it's really hard to record a podcast without electronics. So um, let me set up what we're about to do. And um, for those of you that have listened to the show before, you've heard us talk about a, a couple named John and Julie Gottman, G-O-T-T-M-A-N, who wrote a book. Um, not John Gotti. John, not John Gotti. Who wrote a book um, about um, couples. And he's a researcher. And, and basically, you can Google him, but he's got the ability to predict divorce um, of couples with a 98% accuracy within two minutes of having a conversation. Um, much longer topic to explain how he does that, but trust me, he does. And what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to go through his new book. He's going to be coming on the show. So I want to prep for him coming on the show. We're going to go through his new book. And his new book is called Eight 
dates. And we're not going to take you on all eight dates. And we're or not maybe gonna, we will. And uh, I mean, it depends on how lucky I get at the end of this date. <laughs> I, you know, might um, have to change the explicit writing. Or make it a video podcast, one or the other. Oh my God. Um, you never know. Listen, don't knock it. Um, until you try it. Until you try it. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the uh, the first chapter in the book, um, the exercise portion of the chapter. And I'll read you um, just a And by the way, it. we haven't done this before and we haven't read the book, so we don't know what we're about to do. So bear with us. All right, so here's the instructions. Imagine a life-size cutout portrait of your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Now imagine covering the portrait with sticky notes that tell the story of all that you've accomplished and enjoyed together. It could be fun times, comforts, the small silly things, the dreams, the frustrations you've conquered. Just consider the whole story and what living this life together so far has given you. Now, read the prompts below. Each one is a reason to communicate that you cherish your partner. They're simple yes or no answers, and they are... There are so many of them for a reason. Thinking about ways to cherish your partner will give power to your connection. Also, we listed so many because it's not likely that every one of these are going to resonate with you. But for the ones that do resonate, and hopefully a lot of them will, make a commitment to tell your partner that you cherish this quality in them. Don't be like the Swedish farmer who loved his wife so much that one day he almost told her. It's really interesting that it's a Swedish farmer. <laughs> Create a ritual Because time. they do social distancing naturally. Actually, right? yeah, they do. They actually, they do know so. Yeah, I guess, I guess they do. All right. So, um, there are a lot of these. So we're going to fly through them quickly. And if it, if you don't think it's relevant, um, just, 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 just hang say, up. just say pass. No, for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you were talking no, to them. N- now they're no longer here. They're just flies on the wall and you and I are here. All right. So, so cheers. 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 Happy, uh, happy, one of eight dates. Happy one of eight dates. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So first one. We have played together and had fun together. Yes or no, and should you tell this to your partner is the format. Uh, So we have played together and had fun together. 100% and yeah. Okay, and I would would completely agree with that. We have laughed together easily. And again, the answers are yes, no, tell a partner. I don't understand what the tell the partner is. It means like, you know, tell me, you say to me, we've laughed together easily. That's all. It's a yes you're just, or a no. You're, not, you're supposed to do this separately. I want to reminisce. You, you, well, that's the point. We're, you're supposed to do this separately and then come back with your results, but we're oh, doing it together. That's why. Okay. All right. So we have laughed together easily. Oh my God. Every day. Every day. I agree. Okay. We have traveled well together. I think we can actually show them uh, 3 million YouTube yep. views on that one. No one in the world can replace you. Absolutely not. And I feel the same way. We have been able to comfort each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just going to, if I'm saying nothing, it means I agree with you. If I don't agree, I'll tell you. Okay, good. We have worked out our finances with each other. I think we've, we- I think we've worked them out. <laughs> well. No, no, no. This is, a, this, is a, this is a great point because, you know, you were raised by um, uh, a family that, you know, they're two school teachers um, who um, for, Cared a, about savings. for a multitude of reasons are very, very smart with their money and yeah. have, they're the millionaire next door for people that, you know, certainly didn't make a million dollars. They're the millionaire next door. My parents probably made a lot more money than your parents and pissed it all away. So, you know, my dad had a, 
you know, an expression. Um, he used to, he used to love the honeymooners and uh, Jackie Gleason on the show used to say, I had it and I spent it. And that was his philosophy. And as a kid, there was really, um, that philosophy in my head that you only live once and don't be the guy that is saving for, you know, the, the end of his life. Um, cause what are you going to have a pile of money and no life? And the problem with that is if you take that quite literally and you have no balance in your life, then you can't do shit because you have no money. And when COVID happens in life and you need to float because, you know, things are bad or, or whatever, you don't have that either. On the, on the flip side of where he was right, where he was right is you can't be the guy that's hoarding everything either. You, you have to be willing to spend it. So I come from that place and you come from the opposite place. And I do think. Um, that, you know, part of Gottman's philosophy is can you be influenced by each other? And I do believe that you can influence me. I mean, well, both of us can, because I, my upbringing is not like, like the hoarding, penny pinching, whatever, because my parents would give and give and give and give, and they spend money on what they spend money on, but it wasn't trivial. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, there was a barrier of good enough Mm -hmm. And you and I through, I mean, I remember if we want to do full disclosure here, which I mean, there's no other way to be. I remember in our second apartment together, Mm -hmm. you and I getting into a financial fight because I had taken over the finances. Mm -hmm. And this was probably like in our second or third year together. It's like 13 years ago. Yeah. And I remember getting into this fight with you and saying, if you can't deal with this, like taking the ring off, like throwing mm-hmm. the ring, like that Ghost kind fights. of fight. Yeah. And there have been times where I have um, changed the Amazon password on you, where I've taken the Amex from you. And all of those things, I think, in, in my defense, were needed. There were. And you have taught me, though, that there are things that our quality of life things like today. Today, you got a new coaching client and you were like, you know what? I've really wanted to have my bike become an electric bike because I use it every day. It is a quality of life thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to really enjoy it. So is it cool with you if I go and spend this money? And I was like, yeah, go for it. So you know, but tell the tell the other that's true. But tell the other side of that story, which is that the bike that I would have normally done because I can afford would to have do been it, a four thousand dollar bike. Would have been a four thousand dollar bike. But you also said we need to really build this nest egg because we don't know what we're going into. And so, so, so my point is on this financial thing. I don't even remember what the question was, but we've worked out our finances. We, with each other. but we have worked out our, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, this was like, if you had put us in Gottman's lab in the beginning, it this would have been, been the hot button. Right. He would have been like, he would have been like, you're getting divorced. You know how to have the applause <laughs> sign, you know, for the TV show. Divorce. It, would have, it would have been the divorce. Sign. Yeah. But now it's not. So next one is we have learned to truly trust each other. I, I trust you with my life. Me too. We have supported a personal, you have supported a personal dream of mine. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I like, mean, this is what we do. And by the way, uh, everyone listening, if there is something you can do, it's to support the dream. And, you know, even with your kids, like, I feel like this is the thing, right? If your kid has some crazy off the wall bullshit thing they want to do, 
It's kind of like the kid that says, I want to be a rock star. Like right now we have the kid that says, I want to be a rock star. Who's to say she's not going to be a rock star, right? But I'm not going to say she's not going to be a rock star. Like supporting the dream is part of the package, I think, within within reason. Mm -hmm. Like you wanted to be a fitness model, you're a fitness model. You wanted to be a DJ, we made it so you became a DJ. You want to, like you want a podcast, you podcast, like... I don't know. My job is to support you. And you do. And it's not about me. Um, Okay. Number nine, you have been a great provider. Absolutely. Both of us. Both of us. We provide together. Number 10, we've had some great adventures together. Absolutely. Um, We've had some great road trips. Wait a minute. Can we talk about an adventure? Let's do that because that would be fun. Okay. Um, So let's just like, let's loosen up on the reins here. I know you're you're very linear. I got to go. You had a goal. You like want to get through all 30 million of these. Um, and I want to have fun. So what is an adventure? Let's tone down the rating. Let's not make it like a triple X <laughs> adventure. Let's well, tone there, it down a little the, bit. Was there a particular triple X adventure that you're thinking of? No, I'm just saying oh, God right. knows okay. with your brains where shit's so, going. I must have gotten so confused. I thought you had, there was a... a, a Skeletons some, are going to be in everybody's closet I thought too. that there was some something in particular on your mind, but, but tell me what is on your mind. No, well, why don't we each give a really fun adventure mm-hmm. that we've been on together? You go first. A fun adventure. Well, here's the challenge I'm having. We've had so many bazillion things that we've done that when I think of adventure, I'm in a Lewis and Clark outfit with a with a skunk hat on, and I'm walking through (laughs) a mountain somewhere, and I I, and I'm going like, pick one. What's the one that? Well, I just don't know. I don't know what qualifies in the. All right, I'll go first. Would it be a trip? Would it? I'll go first. Okay, so. For me, the the current adventure that is popping in my brain is when we landed in, we left, um, God, where did we leave? We left Mykonos and we landed in Croatia, rented a car, which that was an adventure on its own, and drove to Montenegro. Mm-hmm. And the directions were basically get on the road, keep going straight, keep going straight, put your boat put your car onto a boat, come off the boat, keep going straight, look for a yoga boca studio sign. And that's where you're going to live for the next three weeks. And for me, that adventure was so fun because you were so open. Now, granted, you almost got arrested at the border of Montenegro, Bosnia, and whatever else. Herzegovina. But you were so much fun. And we made this this likely shit show into such a fun adventure. And we we drove up to where we needed to put the car in the boat. I've never put a fucking car in the boat in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I had to figure out that I had to jump out of the car, run, get a ticket it's in, it's in another language. It's in Montenegrin. Right. In another language, in another currency. What language I mean, do they speak? Was it Russian? It was Russian. No, it was like Yugoslavian or something. Who knows? We don't know. We spoke English. It didn't matter because we didn't know any other way. So we did that. And then we're driving around this cliff hanging drive where it's like you're either in the the water or you're cling to the mountain. And then we get there and then we have to put the luggage up. Nine million, you know, stairs on this makeshift uh 
escalator luggage rack thing in a cat. And that to me, that adventure was one of my favorites because you leaned all in to my dream of living this weird yoga nomadic life, even though it was, you would have rather been at the fucking Ritz, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But it was, you went all in and you even became friends with the cat <laughs> that you were deathly allergic to. Yeah, it was it was fun after all of that to get the luggage into the house too. That was a good time. That was a good time. Yeah. So like, but that was the adventure for me that that sticks out. What about you? Um, I mean, God, there's so many different things that come to mind, but I, I would say it, they're like mini ones for me. Like... I'm thinking of um, being on a trip with you and, okay, two of them. And, and they're both car rentals, which is really funny. Uh -huh. um, one is um, we got the funny car. Oh my God. In, in Saint-Tropez, we got the funny car. Imagine rolling up in Saint-Tropez and everybody's in their Lamborghini Maserati. What's that song? Welcome to Saint-Tropez. Yeah. Hey. Oh. And everyone's in their fun, their amazing, like decked out car. Rob and I rolled up in this car that I've never seen in anywhere else in the world. It doesn't exist in the it world. It looks like a weird van that the valets called the funny car. And yeah. we were trying to be cool. And, so that's an adventure. And well, when when the side of the car opens, you know how like it actually opened you know while how, we were driving down the road. Right, Do you, you know, remember that? You know how you have a minivan and the minivan I felt like the mailman will open the the back, you know, the, the back opens. This one, the entire half of the car. Uh -huh. So from the from the passenger in the front seat to the passenger in the rear seat of the and van. And not in a cool way. Not, not like in a, cool a Batman way, but like in a minivan way. Yeah, the so, funny car. That was then, amazing. And I remember when we checked out. Oh my well, God, the ZZ Top car in LA. the second one, the ZZ Top. Yeah, the ZZ Top car in LA is, is we were at... We were looking to rent a car, and uh, I wanted to have a cool car because we were staying. He at, wanted to have a convertible. I wanted a convertible. We were staying at Shutters, and you know, in LA, so Shutters is like a really nice hotel in Santa Monica on the beach. It's beautiful. It's this a, is probably ten years ago. Yeah, it's really, really, really great spot, and you know, it, it's like it's like a celebrity thing, and you know, it's just it's a your nice, ego was still really was healthy there. at that. Yeah, point. I was. Yeah, I was probably thirty percent douche, and um, <laughs> I love your honesty. Well, so we get so we get the cars. You didn't want me to get the convertible. Well, um, your options were although Sebring. Point, although a different story with another car. We did get a convertible once, um, and we had luggage in the back, and we went through Compton with the luggage with in the, the back, Sebring. With the Sebring. Oh, was that the same car? It, no, 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 okay. no, no. You got oh, this is the, oh, this is the yeah. yeah. Okay. So we want. We were like, do you have a Sebring on this one, the ZZ Top car? And they said, no, we have a Mustang or. A ZZ top, top car. Right. Whatever and that one is. Whatever that one is. And we... You get the ZZ Top car. And if you remember, um, you know, years ago, they did this, you know, uh, I, probably Chrysler or something like that did, you know, a knockoff on that sort of ZZ top car look. I don't know what it... I don't, know, I don't remember what the name of it was. It was like burnt orange. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not getting this fucking car. And you're like, and it's fine. The price is good. And we're just... We're, all we're doing is taking to the hotel. So I was like, all right, whatever. So get in the car, pull into the hotel. As we pull into the valet, there's there's two people in the valet. There's the valet waiting for me and Julia Roberts staring at me, get out of the car. And your penis shrinking. Okay. So that I was actually heard your penis shrink. Yeah. So that was a good adventure. Yeah. 
All right, so that's the adventure. Okay, next one. Um, we have enjoyed learning together. We've done a lot of learning together. We've done a lot of um, personal development stuff, Tony Robbins stuff. And that started at the very beginning. And by the way, when I mean, we've talked about this a million times in the podcast, but when I met you, well, not when I met you, but when we started dating, I was 24 mm-hmm. and you were 36. Mm. And you opened up the world of personal development to me. And I didn't even know what the fuck that was. I had no clue. I thought that was... It was still deemed like self-help at the time and mocked. Mm -hmm. But you opened that world to me. And we did two years of learning about relationships. Gottman, what we're doing literally right now with Gottman's next book... We learned about Gottman. We learned Tony Robbins. We did all that stuff in the first two years of our relationship and all of that we still use today. So yes, we learned together. True story. Um, <coughs> excuse me, COVID. COVID. Um, you, know me, you know me well. Yes, oh, no, or... Do you think I know you well? <laughs> you do know me well. Okay. I know you better than you know you. Do you know me well? I, know, I do know you well, but I'm, I'm always finding out... I, I, you know... On the one hand, I want to say I'm always finding out more about you. And on the other hand, I want to say that you are changing and evolving and I'm learning new things. It's all it's learning. all of the above. The difference between you and I is you're, you're an external processor. So yeah. there's not a thought in your brain that goes through that doesn't come out your mouth. That's right. My thoughts go through my brain and very mm-hmm. little comes out my mouth. So it's Different. I think it's, I think it's taken me a long time. You know, when you're when you're one way, you think everybody's that way. Even right. if you know people are not that way, you still because th- you operate the way you operate. You operate. Um, but I am. But I am learning that about you that you um, that you think through things um, at your at your own pace. So I, I, yes, I feel like I do. I do. I mean, I certainly. Know I know you. you know me. Yeah. If that helps, it does. Um, I love the way you experience nature. Oh my god. Hi, mm-hmm. you're learning this about me and I'm learning this about you because we have lived in a high rise in Atlanta with no nature. Right. And we're, we're spending our time now um, in, you know, being in, being in Southern California has, you know, Southern California is, is the land of great weather and beautiful beaches and parks. And, you and know. I'm chasing butterflies and birds and building yeah. a fucking bird sanctuary in our backyard. There, there is something, you know, when I take my little bike runs in the afternoon. Through, with that electric bike? With that, that, yeah, the new electric bike. That's going to be fun. I can see people that are like walking, you know, on these walk streets and they're sort of like looking at the ocean. There's something magical about looking at, a, you know, in, in our backyard here, looking at, looking, listening to the birds, um, looking at the trees, looking at the ocean. There is a, there is a, um, a reconnection that is undeniable as a human being that if you just stop and, you know, uh, this is really something interesting. A lot of things have come out of this COVID situation, but because I've had time now, just time, and, you know, being with Sophia in a park or even just walking out the street over here, and you look at these, I don't know what they are. I don't know what kind of trees they are. I want to call it a redwood. No, they're Dr. Seuss trees. They're Dr. That's what I call them. Staring at them, you can get lost in the majesty of what these trees are. Like, it's insane. They, like, grow sideways. Well, look at today. Today, we're in the park, and all of a sudden, this, like, cloud comes in. But when I say a cloud comes in, I mean, I thought at first someone was, like, fired up a barbecue because it looked like smoke because it was our level. Mm -hmm. And then 
as it came in, I was like, oh, wait a minute, what is this? And you're like, well, I heard there's a marine, someone said there's a marine layer coming in. So I had to Google what the hell a marine layer was. And you and I spent 30 minutes driving down the coast looking at a marine layer like freaking tourists. It looks like a whiteout. It look, it, it's like this crazy thing, but nature, that's a thing that when we're in Atlanta, I was like, I just want to be in nature. Like, and I don't even care. I don't care if it's a lake. I don't care if it's an ocean. I grew up in New Hampshire. I want the color change. Also, there's something about putting your feet on the ground, Mm. like grounding yourself. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, take your shoes off, walk outside, put your feet on the ground and just pause. Meditate like that. Something. There's a thing for that. I know. And I... It's called like grounding or something. Literally called grounding. Yeah. So, I mean, sticking your feet in the sand, sticking your feet in the grass, running through a poppy field. By the way, I get that from the ocean. There's a... Me too. I mean, I watch the ocean and I look at like the strength and the beauty and the grace and the and the uncertainty and it's just i don't know it's, it's magical so yeah we enjoy number 15 we enjoyed singing together well should we do our nina sky rendition no, no. i don't enjoy singing no but you enjoy singing together i enjoy singing with you yeah. with me yeah but i i don't i, I don't i don't like I think I'm too. You're not self- a singer in the shower. I think I'm too self-conscious. I don't like karaoke. It's terrifying to me. I don't like um, sing. Like if somebody was like, you know, if, if I was playing Trivial Pursuit or whatever the you know whatever the game du jour is, where somebody's like, you know, okay, sing three bars of you know, O Come O Ye Faithful or whatever, you uh-huh. know. I, like I, that would be. You want to do it right now? No, 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 no. But you and I together, we love to be goofy and sing together, and we also like to dance together pre TikTok. Number sixteen, we have done things together that I could never have done with anyone else. Well, that's true. <laughs> Just Kim. Well, that may be true, but I got. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll leave that one where it's we're going to leave that where it is. <laughs> Number seventeen, you have been trustworthy. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Considering yeah, your think, first wife cheated on you. Yeah, that's true. No, I, it's funny. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't think of trustworthy in that way. I thought of trustworthy as like. By the way, that's a podcast in itself. One day. Yeah, I thought of trustworthy as um, you do what you say you're going to do. You're a trustworthy person. Yeah, that's how I. I really unless but I it forget. Could be anything. No, and you're beyond trustworthy. All right. Um, we have number 18. We have helped heal each other after experiencing a loss or a setback. Oh, oh God. God. For Jeez. sure. Wow. I mean, so many, right? <sighs> so many on this on this dance of So life. let me say this, right? No, I'm going to go first. Okay, just um, kidding. So my, my father, I feel like there's a third person in the room. Mm. Um, my father got sick and he, he died, is it two years ago now? A couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago. And I was at a... Uh, we were both at a Lewis Howes event in Ohio and um, I spoke to the doctor and the doctor was like, you know, he's, he's not going to, he's, he's not going to make it much past this weekend. And we had just gotten there and you can imagine being at an event and um, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, you know, do I need to come home like right now or can I come home tomorrow when the event is over? And, you know, the event would have been over you know, on Sunday and this was Saturday, but I also had, um, a practice that I needed to go, you know, to on, uh, on Monday. 
And he said, no. By you practice, know, he means a job, not like NFL. Yeah, yeah, my, my chiropractic practice. And actually, I'm sorry, he didn't say he has a weekend. He said he's, he could have a week. It could be two weeks. It could be, it could be, yeah. it, it could be shorter. But I think you do have a couple of days if you need it. That's what he said. And so my wife gets on a plane and flies home to my crappy Queens apartment that I grew up in that my mom um, is still living in. With Sophia. With Sophia. And stayed there and cared for my mother for two weeks while and gave me, you know, day-to-day reports so that I could still see patients. And at the drop of a hat, it's only an hour and a half flight. So if you know, if things were like, Rob, you need to come, I literally had a bag packed and can jump on a plane and I would have been there. But it was one of those situations where, you know, just I, I couldn't be physically in two places at one time. So when I think of, you know, somebody caring for me during setbacks, I will never forget how it, there was not, you know, a thought in your minds about how you were going to handle this. You put my family, my situation above anything else and just got on the plane and sat there with my mother, um, who is not fucking easy to deal with and stayed there until I got there. Um, and then my dad passed. And uh, I mean, I'll never forget that. It was my pleasure. And I'm glad you got to be there. And to reciprocate that, I, you're welcome. And to reciprocate that, I, will never forget, you know, this is something we've never talked about, but, you know, Rob and I raised his daughter from his first marriage from the well, age number, of... Number 19 is yeah. we, we parented a child together, so okay. you can pick it up from there. Well, it's, it, it's the, okay, so 19, 18 will kind of blend because uh, when I, when you and I began, I was 24. Mm-hmm. And you were in an interesting situation with your previous wife, and she's an interesting character. Mm. And we ended up having uh, to get custody Mm -hmm. of your daughter and parent her without much of her mother's influence for her lifetime, basically, from five years past. And you and I having a baby was a very... Not, not top of mind thing because we were just trying to figure out the situation we were in and it was very difficult and it was very complicated. And when I was approaching 35, it was kind of like, I'm having a baby or this isn't going to work out because I, I now I'm 35. It's been a decade and I do not want to live it, the extent of my life not having this part of fulfillment in me. And we went back and forth on it for a long time. And then we, you finally decided, yes, okay, we'll have a baby and we'll start in January. I'll never forget that because it was like October. And you were like, we shall have a baby in January. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, you think that you just like do it and it shows up and you're like, yeah. Like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. And so we began trying to have a baby and it took us like a year and a half to get pregnant and we got pregnant. And then I will never forget the gut-wrenching moment that we lost that baby. Mm. And I remember just being in utter... I mean, I can cry Mm -hmm. very easily with that right now. Yeah, I can hear that cry. 
Yeah, I will never forget that feeling, mm-hmm. but I will never forget how you how you stood up, how you comforted me, how you made me feel like this was not the end, how you were the rock that I needed, how you you were everything to me in that moment. And, you know, three months later, we got pregnant again with uh, what we now call Sophia. Little Matilda. <laughs> little, little Sophia. She Diane. came out. Yeah. Um, number 20, you are worth more to me than riches and jewels. Well, I mean, what, who the hell wrote that? Riches and jewels. Riches like, and what, jewels. Like, what the fuck am I? The queen of England? Yes, you're worth, you're more, you're worth more to me than riches and jewels. I think that's crazy. Um, but yes. All right. And uh, we'll do one more here for the show. And the last one we'll do, and there's a hundred of these, is I love how spontaneous you mm. can be. You're not a spontaneous guy. I'm not. I'm not. You you are a certainty guy. You were like on Thursday at 8.23, we're going to have date night with eight dates. No. You're not a spontaneous guy. This is one of the reasons why this COVID situation is so tough because there's no, there's um, this, while, while we have the predictability of this, my routine is so thrown off. Here's what's predictable. You're home. Yeah, right. Yeah, but but everything else in my life became unpredictable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a yeah. bad example, but you got the idea. So no, I am not a um, I am not a spontaneous guy. See, these are great questions because. But am I spontaneous? Oh, for sure, for sure. You are you are somebody that enjoys living in the moment. You actually do best living in the moment. You enjoy. Um, you enjoy challenges that put you into a spot. Like you, you are the girl that, you know, if, if I say, let's have a, let's have a football throwing contest, you know, you'll take your baseball cap, turn it backwards. And you're like, game on motherfucker. Like you are, you, you are into spontaneous things and you're into challenges and like, you know, you're, 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 you know, you'll say like, like, uh, like I'm not afraid of that or I'm not scared of that. That doesn't scare me. Like you like living in that adrenaline, spontaneous. And do you like that? I find it very attractive. Yeah. So here's what I learned. Because I'm not that. Here's what I learned tonight. And here's hopefully what our audience can learn other than just listening to us ramble. When you do this, Let's say you've been married for 10 years, right? And you go back through and you ask these questions. One, it reconnects you on different levels. And I would add the element, and I obviously don't read the book, but I can add, I would add the element of sharing stories of these things because it brings you back to places that you've been with your, your partner. And it brings you back to those moments. And I think that's important. That's the point. The point is that he said that um, 70% of married couples, when they have a kid, report dissatisfaction in their relationship. And it is simply a product of being so busy. Most, Most people who have a kid are not 53. They are 30. 
um, and they are on the upside of their career, which means they're working a lot. They're generally newly married, which means that they don't have anything established. And now you throw one, two, or three children into the mix, and it's a shit show. And they're they're in survival. They are trying to get through the day to make sure that you know the kids don't break an arm. They get fed. Um, they get an exercise in. They they work out. They pay the bills. They pay the mortgage. But what happens is they don't take the one hour a week to remember all of the things that happened prior to that kid being born and all of the memories that you that brought you together and you cherish each other. And what happens sadly is deep inside of us, there's a part of us that wants so desperately to service this side of our life, not just being the dad or not just being the mom. Or the breadwinner. Or the breadwinner. Or the entrepreneur. Or the caretaker or the homemaker or the, the person that cleans the dishes or any of those things. There's a side of us that is human and we need to have that side, whether it's sexual, whether it's romantic, whether it's conversational, we need that service. And or, you know, services. A weird this way, is intimacy. This is where intimacy begins, right. and this is where it gets lost. So his argument, and he, you know, I think tonight's a great example of that. His argument is that one of the things that is common in a hundred percent of the successful cases of people that he's worked with that are married is that they have a date night that is designed to do things like this. You know, it's not quite as scripted as versus this. just talking about the kids, though. Talking about the kids, talking, talking about, about work. work. Another problem is couples who work together. Um, yeah, when you work together, it's, we're brainstorming the next idea. You're brainstorming, the, and and so you're just literally moving from one room to another it's a, room. It's um, it's a work date. It's like a working dinner, right? And with so, a babysitter. And then so so what happens? What happens is the guy um, disconnects, the girl disconnects, and in a really bad situation, you find that there's infidelity. That um, because the needs aren't being met. Because the they? needs aren't being met, and and you know they're not being met at home because there's chaos at home, as opposed to just taking the one hour a week to make an like it's so it's so silly that if that's what it is, if you can take one hour now, here's where it gets tricky, and this is in the book. So I, I really recommend anybody who wants to do this read the book. But where it gets tricky is you and I. You and I have done the work, right? So when we've done we, a lot of work. Okay, but check this out. This those questions that we just went through are fucking landmines for people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've worked out our finances. You and I are able to laugh about that. You and I are able to give examples about how you approach things because I, I I was able to lay out this is how your mother was and your father mm-hmm. and I you know this is how my parents were and this is how we were different and we have a history of arguing over it but then we came on the other side of it and we're able to approach it in a very different direction now. But if you haven't done that work, this, these topics could be a fight very, very easily. Easily. Right? So, and he's, he's telling you to try and go to a restaurant Get do a glass, it in a public place. Do it. Get a glass of wine. Do shots of tequila be, prior. Be willing because there's going to be something that's going to come up 
And I'll, I'll leave you with this. One, one of the guys I interviewed on a podcast is a divorce lawyer and he wrote a book. His name's James Sexton. You, the podcast came out like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he wrote a book. And the name of his book is, If You're in My Office, It's Too Late. Hmm. And um, I think that if, you are, if you're still here, if you're still listening to this, I would strongly recommend that... Listen to that episode. Listen to the episode. I'm listening to... Um, Eight dates on uh, audio, and I did get the book because it's difficult to you know play an well, audio. Well, you can't you can't read those those questions you can't to read each other. No, but but prior to those questions is a chapter. So no, I know. I'm listening. just saying you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. if you only did you this on audio, it no. wouldn't work out so good. Yeah, that's why you need both. unless John Gottman's on your date. That's why you need both. So um, so anyway, there it is. Eight dates. Um, it is a it is a book. Um, about uh, having eight dates. And welcome to date one. And thank you for joining us. We're going to finish our questions without you. All right. uh, Bye. Happy COVID, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.